You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. When you first bought your phone, it was probably already filled with apps that you never installed. Most Android phones have every Google Workspace app pre-installed. Most also have Facebook services pre-installed. And to make it worse, you usually can't uninstall any of them. It's called bloatware. These apps, along with all kinds of others that you probably don't even know about or have long since forgotten about, are sitting there quietly, sucking up data about all your phone activities. This is a disaster for your privacy. In this video, we're going to dive into phone bloatware and why minimizing the number of apps on your device is super important, not just for protecting your privacy, but also the security of your device. We'll also do a quick refresher on degoogled phones, what the most private phone operating system is, and which are the most private apps that you can use as alternatives to mainstream options. Let's start by understanding bloatware. Basically, they're the apps already pre-installed on your device when you buy it often as a result of agreements between app developers and device manufacturers or carriers. This has been done without the user's explicit consent, which is problematic because these apps often have extensive permissions and are allowed to access sensitive information such as contacts, messages and location data. As users haven't actively chosen or potentially even used the pre-installed apps, they're often unaware of the extent of data collection and sharing taking place behind the scenes. Your phone might also be bloated with apps that you actually installed yourself. We'll often install things, use them once and then forget about them. I'm really bloated. Do you even know what half these apps on me do? Like this one? Sure, it's a leaf measuring app in case I ever visit a rainforest. Hey, it could happen. But you may not realize that some apps still collect information about your activities, including location data and analytics, or run background services, even when you're not using them. On top of that, not all of the many apps on your device are being actively maintained, which makes you vulnerable to hacks. Our advice is to have as few apps on your phone as you can. Many privacy experts like Michael Basil will tell you to stop using your phone as your entertainment device altogether and not have any apps that aren't essential for communication. This is for a couple of reasons. First, mobile apps often require extensive permissions to access various data and features on your device, like your location, contacts or other sensitive information. In contrast, accessing the same service on a computer through a web browser may require fewer permissions, reducing the risk of unwanted data collection. Second, mobile devices are more intimately connected to our daily lives. They see where we go and whom we meet. Restricting the use of these devices to things like calls and messages dramatically improves our privacy. It's great advice. But I know a lot of people will ignore it because we become so used to smartphones that put the world's knowledge at our fingertips. So if we can't eliminate all strictly unnecessary apps, we should at least minimize the number that we install. Do we really need a Walmart or Best Buy app tracking our every move? Or that app that takes photos of leaves? Do you even know what permissions you've given to all these apps? Like that leaf app, you've given a permission to use your camera. So it can take photos of leaves. But the permission allows to take pictures of anything if it wants, you literally gave it permission to do so. Oh goodness, how many of you apps have permission to use my camera whenever you want? Hi. 
Oh, that's a lot of apps. Be judicious when installing apps. Also, instead of installing mainstream podcast, video, and photo apps that are filled with trackers, you can opt for privacy-focused alternatives. This means, as a general guide, you should probably avoid Google Apps. I know, Google Apps are ubiquitous and seemingly indispensable. Things like the YouTube app, Docs, Chrome, Drive, Maps, Photos. But these apps are not great for your privacy. First, they're known for their extensive data collection practices, gathering information about user habits, preferences, and locations. This data, while intended for targeted advertising, is shared with thousands of other entities, where it can be misused in all kinds of ways. Next, as a provider of multiple services, Google has the ability to aggregate data across its apps, creating detailed and comprehensive profiles of users. This provides a much deeper level of insight into your digital life which can be exploited by malicious actors and government surveillance. Finally, Google Apps often provide limited control over privacy settings, making it difficult to effectively manage which data you share. Many users are exposing sensitive information to Google and its partners without even realizing. So opting out of these tracking apps and choosing more private alternatives is a great idea, and we'll go over which apps we recommend in a moment. But before downloading any apps, you'll need a base device that does have all the tracking bloatware baked in, and unfortunately on Android devices you find a lot of this. We recommend that if you want a de-googled life, your device should start as a blank slate. And the best operating system for this is Graphene OS. Graphene OS is an open source operating system that's built on a hardened version of the Android open source project. AOSP is Android at its most basic, without the Google Play Store or any Google apps, and with all its code open sourced. Hardened means that Graphene has taken AOSP and reduced the attack surface area by stripping out unnecessary code and disabling features that are not in use, making it much harder for your system to be compromised. Graphene OS does this in all kinds of ways, from the OS kernel to how memory is being handled. Graphene OS doesn't include any pre-installed apps beyond the essential system applications needed for basic functionality. This minimalist approach ensures that users have full control over the apps that they install and the permissions granted to those apps. Graphene OS also empowers users by giving them granular control over each app's access to things like the accelerometer, gyroscope, compass, barometer, and thermometer. They keep apps and other systems sandboxed from each other so that a compromise of one app or part of the system doesn't bleed into other areas, and so that each app can only access the data it needs to run. Graphene is a great place to start with a degoogled phone. We have a tutorial that explains step-by-step -step how to install it. And we also offer consultation services where a technician can walk through the process with you if you decide to take the plunge. Finally, let's go over some alternative apps that you can use on your degoogled phone that will better protect your privacy. In upcoming videos, we're going to do a deep dive into each of these apps so that you understand how they work and what their pros and cons are compared to the apps that you're probably currently using. For now, here is a general overview of what we think are some good options. Most of the apps that we'll mention are specifically for Graphene OS 
iOS or Android phones, but some of them are also available for iOS. The first app you'll need is an app store so that you can download other apps. Google Play Store and Apple App Store both require you to create an account and tie your downloads to a central identity. Two alternative app stores that don't require this are FJoid and the Aurora Store. FJoid is an open source app store that focuses on providing free and open source software applications for Android devices with a focus on privacy. They have a curated app selection to try to block apps that include tracking or advertising features. While not always successful, it's nice that they have that intention. We'll do a deep dive of the FJoid app store in an upcoming video. It's worth keeping in mind that, like all app stores, bad apps can make their way in. So evaluate each individual app on its own, not by the protections offered by the app store itself. A large number of the apps that we're going to recommend in this video are available in the FJoid store, but some aren't. For those other apps, you can use something called the Aurora store. You can think of it like a more private front end to the Google Play store. It allows users to download Android apps from the Google Play store without having to sign in to any Google account first, giving the user more privacy. Next, for watching YouTube videos more privately, we recommend NewPipe. It's a free and open source app that allows you to watch YouTube content without having to connect directly to YouTube services. And you're not subjected to ads and tracking mechanisms typically found in the official YouTube app. Then there's Library, a decentralized blockchain-based media platform best known for hosting videos. They're better known for their centralized front end, a website called Odyssey, where you can watch videos. MBTV has a large channel on Odyssey and you can bypass YouTube entirely by watching us there. If you want to know if a YouTube video is also available on Odyssey, you can put the YouTube URL into the Try Library app, another useful app, which will give you the corresponding Odyssey link for a video if it exists. Now, maps. Be aware, a map alternative with the same polish as Google Maps or Apple Maps doesn't exist, but organic maps is a possible option. While not necessarily up to date all the time, you can use the app entirely offline, which is a good idea to have on your phone regardless, in case you ever get lost in an area without cell service. For a browser app, Graphene OS already comes pre-installed with the Vanadium browser, which is a great browser for security and privacy. We also recommend the Brave browser, which has strong privacy protections right out of the box, like blocking trackers, ads, and fingerprinting. And it uses their own privacy focused search engine, Brave Search, as the default option, which doesn't track you or your queries. For a note-taking app, Joplin is an end-to-end -end encrypted alternative. We really don't recommend you use SMS for communication because it's an inherently insecure protocol. If you feel you need to, at least use a VoIP number for these messages. And we have lots of videos explaining why VoIP numbers are more private than regular cell numbers. MySudo is an app that will issue you up to nine different VoIP numbers, and you you can text people via SMS inside the app. MySudo is compatible with iOS and Android, and to install on Graphene, you would need to purchase a plan using either the Google Play Store or Apple Store first. You can then clone the app onto a Graphene device and just use it there. Instead of using SMS at all, we recommend you use an end-to-end -end encrypted messaging app instead, and really recommend the Signal app. Signal also recently launched Stories, so it also operates in some ways as an Insta Stories replacement, where you can share up 
updates with select people or groups in the form of a short video or image that expires after 24 hours. For a Google Photos replacement, you can use Simple Gallery Pro, but be aware that this doesn't automatically back up to the cloud. For audiobook alternatives, you can use Voice, and their F-Droid version is free from trackers. But be aware that it lacks direct integration with audiobook stores or subscription services, so you would need to obtain your audiobooks from other sources. For an alternative podcast player, AntennaPod is a fantastic option that won't track you. It will automatically download new episodes as they become available, and like other podcast players, you can customize your playback speed, skip silence, and use a sleep timer. Finding a Spotify alternative is a tough one, and there isn't really a good option because of copyright and licensing issues. An interesting self-hosted decentralized music streaming platform where users can share music is Funquail. Otherwise, using NewPipe and listening to playlists in the background is also an option. Finally, for an email app, we recommend ProtonMail, and we've done many deep dives in the past about why it's a great choice for a private email provider. Tutanota is also a great choice. If you'd like to dive further into the phone privacy rabbit hole, take a look at our free tutorial video for how to install Graphene and download these apps. And as mentioned, we also offer consultations with technicians who can help you with the Graphene and app installations if you decide to take the plunge. Michael Basil has also recently put out a great in-depth guide about private phones for those of you who really want to dive into the weeds. It's important to understand the privacy risks associated with bloatware. Try to keep the number of apps on your device to a minimum to limit the number of tracking tools that you're carrying around with you. And by opting for more privacy-focused alternative apps, you can also dramatically increase the privacy of your mobile device, which is crucial in today's increasingly connected world. The power to have a more private digital life is in your hands. NBTV is funded by community donations. If you'd like to support our free educational content, please visit nbtv.media/support. We also have an ebook, Beginner's Introduction to Privacy, that also supports our channel. Also, liking, sharing, and commenting on our videos also really helps. Thank you so much for watching through till the end. Great, I've created an entirely de-googled phone. Now let me log into my Gmail. I'm a Bitcoin fan and I'm